Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Old Joe will walk out and make a speech about the mass shootings and gun laws. Expected you know, at 4.30 was the announcement. Saw a poll out this week. Now the more than half the country don't think he's uh, mentally fit to be president. <laughs> I saw something different. It took him a year I, and a half. It tells you the coverage. Every week, it seems, people would forward me news stories about polls that show his approval rating tanking. I'd look at some of the, quote, mainstream media websites. They don't cover the polls. Today, a poll came out that showed a little life for Biden, even though people are still down on him. And that got a lot of play. Just interesting. This is the way the media covers things. Well, they're, they're, they're dishonest. <laughs> well, they're, yeah, they're in the tank. You know, somebody, somebody uh, wrote the other day, like, the LA Times is not really a newspaper anymore. It's, it's a left-wing political blog. It's just one of those opinionated blogs. Yes, yeah, advocacy right. blogs, and right. and you, you right. look, people used to think of journalists as somehow being unbiased. No. So, I, you know, I you can read a few opinion sites. I do, but it's it's not news. It's advocacy. It's not truth. Right. And uh, so we don't. Right. They're trying to sell a certain ideology. Right. So yeah. Right. They're and sell, most of their stories like, that they do are to push you in that direction. It's like a newsletter from some weird political organization. You know, you could look at it just to see what's going on, but we, we don't yeah. we don't have an independent uh, news source anymore in the now, city. I remember twenty years ago there used to be a public. Maybe it's still around. Remember L.A. Weekly, and that was kind of like the you know in New York City. What was it called? The Village it's, Voice. The Village Voice. That's what you would look to for just you know left wing opinion. That's what the Times has become. They become sort of an outlet like that, just selling an ideology not really covering more broad-based news that could affect all our lives, just, selling an ideology. Just to uh, go back to the poll for a second, this was a Harvard-Harris poll, uh, and uh, 53% have doubts about his mental fitness. It's 53-47. Among independents, 61 to 39, they doubt his mental fitness. 62% thinks he's too old to be president. Among independents, seventy-two percent too old to be president. Yeah. So he's uh, he's never coming back from that. All right. So we'll present him for as long as it. Hopefully, it's five minutes. Uh, in an hour, the Sacramento <laughs> County DA Anne Marie Schubert will be on the show. She's running for Attorney General, and she's our pick on the voter guide for that post. Uh, California, of course, likes to be first in the nation. 
on what they consider to be important issues. Maybe it's climate change. In this case, it's an oldie but a goodie. The California Reparations Task Force has put out their first big report on what we should do to make up for the long history of oppression against African-Americans in the United States, in this particular case, in California. It includes publicly funded low-rent housing. I thought we already had that. Oh, ending voter approval for, I see, ending voter approval for publicly funded low-rent housing. Free college tuition. And, oh, here it is, a new state agency to implement dozens of other forms of reparations. You know, now, we learned in March this little twist. It's only going to be available for those who can prove direct lineage. Um, I hate to throw cold water on all this, but we've had, let's see, since the 1960s, about 55, uh, 60 years of social service programs. Um, and the money has gone a great, great percentage of the money has gone to minorities over the years. So I, I think the reparations have been covered. We, we've given a lot of money, and there's been a lot of scholarships, affirmative action set-asides at the colleges over the years. I, I think it's all been done. Trill I mean, we spent trillions of dollars on, on the welfare state. So I, 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 really don't, I, don't, I really don't understand None of that money counts. I guess not. No. Well, then you know it's it's it, it's nonsense. I, I, I mean, if 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 you're going to accept the fact that people living in 2022 are affected by something that happened in 1850, then I'd like to see somebody flesh that out. Like it's 170 years. California became a state after slavery was already declared illegal in the U.S. I, I, I don't really understand this. Well, it's more than about slavery, according to this task force. They're even claiming that in the 1920s, the KKK established chapters all over California with members in prominent government positions, including top leadership. It goes into all the other grievances but, but, which includes redlining, zoning, mortgage policies, the construction of schools and highways. Oh, remember the racist highway theory? Oh, yeah, now we have, yeah, I know. You see, they keep repeating the thing over and over again. There's Racial no... covenants in which white people in neighborhood agreed not to sell their homes to people of color continued into the 1940s, according to the report. California remains the sixth most segregated state in the country for black students, according to this report. The schools attended by white and Asian children receiving more funding what, 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 than those attended by black and Latino children. But wait, wait a second. In, in a lot of those are probably uh, private schools. But, it, but, but wait a second. A lot of this is hooey. The, the uh, L.A. school district is almost entirely minority, black and Hispanic. Yes, almost they believe entirely. it's underfunded. Well, they, except the black and Hispanic students get almost 100% of the public school funding in L.A. What's underfunded? You, you get paid by the student. We have over 40% of our state budget goes to K through 12 schooling, over 40%. And you get paid by the student based on attendance. So, I, I, again, I don't understand this. I believe all that they're saying there is just false. All the things they claim are just false lies. The money, the money is there. 
A, a, a white kid who goes to school in the suburbs is worth the same amount of dollars to that school district as a black or Hispanic kid who goes to school in L.A. Prove otherwise. They're making these claims. Prove to me that, 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 that they're, they're paying more to white school districts than black school districts. That's not true. They're not. It's, it's a rigid formula. And most of the money goes for teachers' salaries and, and uh, health care benefits and pensions. Mo- 80% of all the education money goes for those three categories. Salaries, pensions, health care for teachers, staff, and administrators. It's, it's a heavy employee cost. I, I, so, I, again... They can make these proclamations, they can have their commissions, their blue ribbon panels. But what is true in reality? What's true in reality is California public schools are extremely well-funded, and they have $100 billion in surplus, and a certain percentage of that surplus is mandated to go to the schools this year. Well, the schools are awful, so money's clearly not the answer. Well, because the people running the schools are bad at their jobs. Like the police in Uvalde were bad at their job. I'm surprised that stuff isn't discussed more in the world. How much of the problems that we have is because people are bad at their jobs? They don't care about doing the work properly. A lot is a lot. It's not it's not money. It's not politics. It's that people get up in the morning and they don't do the work that they're supposed to do. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken show. All right, uh, ten minutes maybe. Uh, Biden supposed to speak. About the mass shootings, about the gun laws, we'll carry it for you on KFI as long as he stays awake and is able to make sense, which won't be very long. And uh, we're going to carry something that will be forgotten within 10 minutes after he uh, delivers the speech. Uh, There's been talk that the Biden administration is going to try to do some broad-based loan relief for students who took out loans to attend college it's believed he can't do that without congress no it's illegal he can't. now there's reports he's going to try to do it using an executive order which will probably be challenged it's still illegal what they did do yesterday was cancel 5.8 billion dollars in school loans for former students of corinthian college it actually started in santa Ana, but has Chains what, all over the nation. What was the for profit? It's defunct, by the way. It's defunct. It went defunct in 2015. It's like Trump University. Uh, yes. So this you is know, the largest of its kind in the Department of Education history. We should have done a John and Ken college. I they, mean, that is such a good racket people have had. Now, thousands of former students could already get debt cancellation, but apparently the paperwork. An application process were so cumbersome and confusing and not widely known that a push was made to do something broader. And I guess this was one of the worst scams. The Obama administration found that campuses were falsifying data on the success of their graduates. In some cases, the schools reported that students had found jobs in their fields of study, even though they were working at grocery stores or fast food chains. Oh, one of those deals. I always assume that when why, I see those commercials why do, why do for the pe- for-profit colleges, like it's going to be magic that you're going to end up with a great technical career. Do you know what? I've got no uh, sympathy for people who fall for that. I mean, if you're dumb enough to give money to something called Corinthian College, yeah, you deserve to get your pants pulled down. That's a bad name. It's it's a it, it, these these are these are ripoff. Uh, companies 
You, you can't figure that out? I mean, do you know anybody? Do you know anybody who's been successful who went to some online oddball school that you never heard of? Corinthian College. Yeah, I don't what ask is a lot of people where they... But you know most of your friends. You know where they went to school. Well, this is a newer phenomenon, though. My friends, you know, nobody really did online schools back in the 70s or 80s. So you have to be talking to younger people to find this out. No, th- this is, this is, th- these, these are loser people who, uh, <laughs> who couldn't get into regular colleges. Uh, it says here they, they, they were take promised a lucrative employment. They ended up with big sums of debt. But they believe that? Few job prospects. Of course, because there was, a, there was no such thing. They made it all up. They falsely told students that their course credits could be transferred to other colleges. That didn't work either. <laughs> and they, again, they believed it. Yeah, they believed it. I don't know. No sympathy. Sorry. The weird part of this story is I admire, that I admire these kind of con artists. If you, <laughs> if you already paid off your debt, too bad. You're not getting any reimbursement. It's only for people with outstanding oh, balances. Well, well, where, wait, wait a second. Where's the reimbursement money coming from? Taxpayers? Uh, you're yeah, dumb. You're, from, right. you're dumb enough to get scammed coming from the education department. Wait a second. Sure. You're dumb enough to get scammed by a fake college that's promising you lavish salaries after you finish your online work, and I've got to pay the damage. Well, I've got to pay the damage. Well, hold on a second. They had a hundred campuses, and I see buildings. This wasn't all online. Corinthian colleges had a hundred campuses across the country, so it was in-person learning too. Yeah, and, probably a lot of it, but the same. Corinthian College. Same outcome applies. Why? Well, because it's not Yale? Can you I mean, imagine? Like, no, there's a long road between Corinthian College and Yale. I mean, if I give you uh, the name of some college, you're going to tell me off the top of your head whether it's a dud or oh, it's a... If it's a chain college? Yeah. They're, they're, I, I would assume they're all duds and, and frauds. Yeah. There are some good colleges that have campuses in different places, and like Arizona State does. College yeah, because it's Arizona State. That's a that's a real part of a no, real. No, but I'm saying there are education there are system. colleges that are, have satellite campuses. So you can't yeah, but they're connected because of that. They're connected to real universities and colleges. Yes. This is made up by by shysters. It's I, you know it's well, University of Shyster. I don't know that every for profit college is Most a ripoff. You think no. they are? I would approach that way. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, I would, I would assume, well, I, 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 would, I, would t- I would tell that to my kids. It never came up. I'd say, don't go to those. They're ripoffs. Then flat out, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that. I, I want to I meet the person. I've never met a person who went to one of these uh, ripoff colleges. I just don't even know anybody who does it. And, t- and tell me that they're not working at Starbucks and McDonald's? Of course they are. Because who, well, who would hire you? With with some kind of bogus Corinthian college degree, who who does that for for a real job that pays you know lots of money and a lot of responsibility? Who's gonna hire you? Got you got there's hundreds of colleges out there with real degrees. With there's real one education. that advertises all over TV. I don't want to name it because I don't want to get in trouble, but you probably know. And I think you can do it online as well as in person. But <laughs> okay. they're aggressive in their advertising, which means they spend a lot of money, which made me suspicious yes. that I don't know if the degree is worth it's, much. It's emotional manipulation. It's just to grab high tuition money and get the, the kids through the, and just uh, the, claim success. The, off, often it's it, all about this guy selling your dreams. Some guy talks about your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a teacher, yeah. a lawyer. I don't, I don't trust people who are selling me my dreams. <laughs> that, guy, right. that guy does not care about my dreams. You may hear us come back and... Uh, my prediction is yes, we will come back after the news break because I don't think Biden ever starts on time, but he's supposed to speak to the nation at 430.
Oh, that's too bad. Uh, John and Ken, KFI. Jill and I visited Arlington National Cemetery. As we entered those hallowed grounds, we saw rows and rows of crosses among the rows of headstones with other emblems of belief, honoring those who paid the ultimate price on battlefields around the world. The day before, we visited Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas. In front of Robb Elementary School, we stood before 21 crosses for 19 third and fourth graders and two teachers. On each cross, a name. And nearby, a photo of each victim that Jill and I reached out to touch. Innocent victims murdered in a classroom that had been turned into a killing field. Standing there in that small town, like so many other communities across America, I couldn't help but think there are too many other schools, too many other everyday places that have become killing fields, battlefields here in America. We stood at such a place just 12 days before, across from a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, memorializing 10 fellow Americans, a spouse, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, gone forever. At both places, we spent hours with hundreds of family members who were broken, whose lives will never be the same. They had one message for all of us. Do something. Just do something. For God's sake, do something. After Columbine, after Sandy Hook, after Charleston, after Orlando, after Las Vegas, after Parkland, nothing has been done. This time, that can't be true. This time, we must actually do something. The issue we face is one of conscience and common sense. For so many of you at home, I want to be very clear. This is not about taking away anyone's guns. It's about not about vilifying gun owners. In fact, we believe we should be treating responsible gun owners as an example of how every gun owner should behave. I respect the culture and the tradition and the concerns of lawful gun owners. At the same time, the Second Amendment, like all other rights, is not absolute. It was, just, it was Justice Scalia who wrote, and I quote, like most rights, the right Second Amendment, by the, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are not unlimited. Not unlimited. It never has been. There have always been limitations on what weapons you can own in America. For example, machine guns have been federally regulated for nearly 90 years, and this is still a free country. This isn't about taking to anyone's rights. It's about protecting children. It's about protecting families. It's about protecting whole communities. It's about protecting our freedoms to go to school, to a grocery store, to a church, without being shot and killed. According to new data just released by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, guns are the number one killer of children in the United States of America. The number one killer. More than car accidents, more than cancer. Over the last two decades, more school-aged children have died from guns than on-duty police officers and active-duty military combined. Think about that. More kids 
than on-duty cops killed by guns. More kids than soldiers killed by guns. For God's sake, how much more carnage are we willing to accept? How many more innocent American lives must be taken before we say enough, enough? I know that we can't prevent every tragedy, but here's what I believe we have to do. Here's what the overwhelming majority of American people believe we must do. Here's what the families in Buffalo and Uvalde in Texas told us we must do. We need to ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. And if we can't ban assault weapons, then we should raise the age to purchase them from 18 to 21. Strengthen background checks. Enact safe storage law and red flag laws. Repeal the immunity that protects gun manufacturers from liability. Address the mental health crisis, deepening the trauma of gun violence and as a consequence of that violence. These are rational, common-sense measures. Here's what it all means. It all means this. We should reinstate the assault weapons ban in high-capacity magazines that we passed in 1994 with bipartisan support in Congress and the support of law enforcement. Nine categories of semi-automatic weapons were included in that ban, like AK-47s and AR-15s. And in the 10 years it was law, mass shootings went down. But after Republicans let the law expire in 2004, and those weapons were allowed to be sold again, mass shootings tripled. Those are the facts. A few years ago, the family of the inventor of the AR-15 said he would have been horrified to know that its design was being used to slaughter children and other innocent lives instead of being used as a military weapon in the battlefields, as it was designed. That's what it was dying for. Enough. Enough. We should limit how many rounds a weapon can hold. <clears throat> Why, in God's name, should an ordinary citizen be able to purchase an assault weapon that holds 30-round magazines that let mass shooters fire hundreds of bullets in a matter of minutes. The damage was so devastating in Uvalde, parents had to do DNA swabs to identify the remains of their children, nine- and ten-year-old children. Enough! We should expand background checks to be, keep guns out of the hands of felons, fugitives, and those under restraining orders. Stronger background checks are something that the vast majority of Americans, including the majority of gun owners, agree on. I also believe we should have safe storage laws and personal liability for not locking up your gun. The shooter in Sandy Hook came from a home full of guns. They were too easy to access. That's how he got the weapons. The weapon he used to kill his mother, and then murdered 26 people, including 20 first-graders. If you own a weapon, you have a responsibility to secure it. Every responsible gun owner agrees to make sure no one else can have access to it, to lock it up, to have trigger locks. And if you don't, and something bad happens, you should be held responsible. We should also have national red flag laws so that a parent, a teacher, a counselor can flag for a court that a child, a student, a patient 
is exhibiting violent tendencies, threatening classmates, or experiencing suicidal thoughts, it makes them a danger to themselves or to others. Nineteen states in the District of Columbia have red flag laws. The Delaware law is named after my son, Attorney General Bo Biden. Fort Hood, Texas, 2009, 13 dead and more than 30 injured. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 2018, 17 dead, 17 injured. In both places, countless others suffering with invisible wounds. Red flag laws could have stopped both these shooters. In Uvalde, the shooter was 17 when he asked his sister to buy him an assault weapon. Knowing he'd be denied because he was too young to purchase one himself, she refused. But as soon as he turned 18, he purchased two assault weapons for himself. Because in Texas, you can be 18 years old and buy an assault weapon even though you can't buy a pistol in Texas until you're 21. We can't ban assault weapons as we should. We must at least raise the age to be able to purchase one to 21. Look, I know some folks will say 18-year-olds can serve in the military and fire those weapons. But that's with training and supervision by the best trained experts in the world. Don't tell me raising the age won't make a difference. Enough. We should repeal the liability shield that often protects gun manufacturers from being sued for the death and destruction caused by their weapons. They're the only industry in this country that has that kind of immunity. Imagine, imagine if the tobacco industry had been immune from being sued, where we'd be today. The gun industry's special protections are outrageous. It must end. And let there be no mistake about the psychological trauma that gun violence leaves behind. Imagine being that little girl, that brave little girl in Uvalde, who smeared blood off her murdered friend's body onto her own face to lie still among the corpses in her classroom and pretend she was dead in order to stay alive. Imagine, imagine what it would be like for her to walk down the hallway of any school again. Imagine what it's like for children who experience this kind of trauma every day in school, in the streets, in communities all across America. Imagine what it's like for so many parents to hug their children goodbye in the morning, not sure whether they'll come back home. Unfortunately, too many people don't have to imagine that at all. Even before the pandemic, young people were already hurting. There's a serious youth mental health crisis in this country. We have to do something about it. That's why mental health is the heart of my unity agenda that I laid out in the State of the Union address this year. We must provide more school counselors, more school nurses, more mental health services for students and for teachers, more people volunteering as mentors to help young people succeed, more privacy protection and resources to keep kids safe from the harms of social media. This unity agenda won't fully heal the wounded souls, but it will help. It matters. I just told you what I'd do. The question now is, what will the Congress do? The House of Representatives already passed key measures we need, expanding background checks to cover nearly all gun sales, including at gun shows and online sales, getting rid of the loophole 
allows a gun sale to go through after three business days, even if the background check has not been completed. And the House is planning even more action next week. Safe storage requirements, the banning of high-capacity magazines, raising the age to buy an assault weapon to 21, federal red flag law, codifying my ban on ghost guns that don't have serial numbers and can't be traced, and tougher laws to prevent gun trafficking and straw purchases. This time, we have to take the time to do something. And this time, it's time for the Senate to do something. But, as we know, in order to do any, get anything done in the Senate, we need a minimum of 10 Republican senators. I support the bipartisan efforts that include small group of Democrats and Republican senators trying to find a way. But, my God, the fact that the majority of the Senate Republicans don't want any of these proposals even to be debated or come up for a vote, I find unconscionable. We can't fail the American people again. Since Uvalde, just over a week ago, there have been 20 other mass shootings in America, each with four or more people killed or injured, including yesterday at a hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a shooter deliberately targeted a surgeon using an assault weapon he bought just a few hours before his rampage that left a surgeon, another doctor, a receptionist, and a patient dead and many more injured. That doesn't count the carnage we see every single day. It doesn't make the headlines. I've been in this fight for a long time. I know how hard it is, but I'll never give up. And if Congress fails, I believe this time a majority of the American people won't give up either. I believe the majority of you will act to turn your outrage into making this issue central to your vote. Enough, enough, enough. Over the next 17 days, the families in Uvalde will continue burying their dead. It will take that long in part because it's a town where everyone knows everyone. And day by day, they will honor each one they lost. Jill and I met with the owner and staff of the funeral home. Is being strong, 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 strong to take care of their own. And the people of Uvalde mourn as they do over the next 17 days. What will we be doing as a nation? Jill and I met with the sister of the teacher who was murdered and whose husband died of a heart attack two days later, leaving behind four beautiful orphaned children, all now orphaned. The sister asked us, what could she say? What could she tell her nieces and nephews? It's the most heartbreaking moments that I can remember. All I could think to say was, I told her to hold them tight. Hold them tight. After visiting the school, we attended Mass at Sacred Heart Catholic Church with Father Eddie. In the pews, families and friends held each other tightly. As Archbishop Gustavo spoke, he asked the children in attendance to come up on the altar and sit in the altar with him as he spoke. There wasn't enough room, so Mom and her young son sat next to Jill and me in the first pew. And as we left the church, a grandmother who had just lost her granddaughter passed me a handwritten letter. It read, quote, 
erase the invisible line that is dividing our nation, come up with a solution and fix what's broken, and make the changes that are necessary to prevent this from happening again, end of quote. My fellow Americans, enough. Enough. It's time for each of us to do our part. It's time to act for the children we've lost, the children we can save, for the nation we love. Let's hear the call and the cry. Let's meet the moment. Let us finally do something. God bless the families who are hurting. God bless you all. From him, based on the 91st Psalm sung in my church, may he raise you up on eagles' wings and bear you on the breath of dawn, make you to shine like the sun and hold you in the palm of his hand. That's my prayer for all of you. God bless you. Here's Joe Biden finishing up his uh, speech to the country, and I guess he's not going to take any questions, right? There's reporters yelling at him questions. Uh, he is leaving. He's from the White House. What he said? About... Oh, you missed it? Yeah, I took a walk out of the room. There was Anything about good? a 15-minute spiel. Uh, then you missed, he said at the end, meet the moment. I heard a list in the background. He was listening. He, he borrowed from Gavin Newsom. He's asking us to meet the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did whisper. Are you whispered? He did whisper. I think uh, Eric collected it. If you want to. Oh yeah, let me hear the whisper. Honestly, I, I I didn't I didn't listen to it at all. What? Well, you're just not open minded. Oh, what's 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 he gonna what's he gonna do? What's he gonna say? Well, they're gonna pass something. No, they're not gonna pass anything. Actually, they are. They are because uh, pass there's what? Republicans and Democrats working together in the Senate on something. I don't think it's going to be earth-shattering, but... <laughs> something that actually will have an effect or something well, that gives them a headline? I guess we got to see. I mean, yeah. he made the case that the 1994 uh, automatic weapon ban reduced shootings. That's well, what he they, says. And they're it not expired gonna do... in 2004, and they went back up. Why did they put an expiration date in? Uh, probably because that's the only way they can get it to pass. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's opposition, obviously. <laughs> and why didn't they renew it in 2004? When the Democrats periodically get full control, like uh, the first two years of Obama, remember? They had huge majorities in the House, and they almost had a veto. I think they had a veto-proof majority in they the had Senate. They 60? Yeah. yeah, remember? And then Ted Kennedy died, and oh. a Republican won, and that got rid of their 60-vote majority. But yeah, in any event— they, they, they had a period there where they could pass anything they wanted they wanted to, and they didn't. So I, they had their chances. The thing is they're scared of uh, gun voters because what I was reading is that uh, gun people vote, anti-gun people, they say they want something done, but they don't vote over it. Like it, It's not an issue that drives them to vote or it's not an issue that decides their vote. So you're always working with this imbalance between people who really do vote on this stuff and most people who really don't. And, you know, I don't know how many dozens of shootings we've had, but if you haven't been moved to vote because of this issue by now, you're never going to. In fact, I think it gets less and less likely because we're just getting numbed by it. Yeah, that's going to be the big question. Come November, which way is it going to go? And the polls say that Biden and his crowd are in big trouble. Because people are really worked up over inflation, 
fueled because by gas prices. I don't know how many people are going to be pushed by the Supreme Court because, opinion on abortion and this whole thing about gun laws. Very little, because there's nothing you can, there's no gun law you can pass that changes uh, a, a crazy person that stops them from killing if they want to kill. Evil. I have wiped right. out crazy. Okay. There's there's no way to write a law that stops an evil person. Uh, you would have to. The first step would be to get rid of the Second Amendment, and that's practically impossible. You can't you you can't do that. But we used to make the argument, and I remember you, and I can hear your voice. Why do you need a semi-automatic firearm to shoot all those bullets at once? That's a question, though. It's not an argument. It's not an argument. To well, get... it was. It led to the argument that you do not need that. Nobody has to have right. That. But what is the practical purpose of that? Generally, to kill people. Of course, others would say, oh, "I just like to go to the range and shoot with it because it feels cool. I feel like a real war man." You know what? I, it's it's not my world. It's not my culture. But I'm not changing their minds. There's they no used way. to not feel that way. I know because I know because this is one of those issues I've heard about for all my life, and I've realized it's one of those issues that never changes. I can't convince somebody to give up their their gun. Uh, how, how can I do that? They made I mean, a push I, I, for I, raising the age to twenty one. Okay, that was another part of the speech you missed. <laughs> you know, I see the little the little bit I heard passing one of the speakers, and he's talking about the Sandy Hook killer got the gun from mom. Remember. And it's like, you're a responsible gun owner. You've got to lock up your gun. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> yes, he how talked about, about gun how safety. About, how about this? <laughs> responsible gun owners don't go into schools and shoot up 20 kids. So, <laughs> No, but their kids might. <laughs> okay, so she's not responsible. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> Have no. somebody knock on the door and check the gun safe every night? These things you cannot... If 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 you if you have the freedom to own guns in a society, there's going to be a certain percentage of people who are evil, who are violent, who are uh, negligent. Uh, but that's blah, always blah, blah. been the case, right? But we had these mass shootings. We've had more of them, mm -hmm. killing more and more people in one time than because, we had 50, 40, because, 30 years ago. Because the culture changed. The, the availability of guns hasn't changed. It's the culture that changed. We had plenty of guns in this country in, you know, 1984. Then and we had done it. Both things are impossible because you don't want to change any of the laws about acquiring no, the guns. No, go ahead and change and, them. Well, hold on. And nothing's going to change the culture. The that's culture. Even, that's even broader, bigger thing right. to get your arms around and try to change the right. culture. If you could get the votes, you could, you could change the gun laws. <clears throat> You'd probably end up with a huge civil war. That would be entertaining. Um I mean, really. Probably what's going to happen is it's going to be such a compromise that it will be weak, and, whatever comes out of the Senate. And the Senate's the only thing that matters. The House is controlled by Democrats. They'll pass something, but it'll be largely ignored by the Senate, which will pass its own right. whatever the, the, they come the, up the, with here. Yeah, it'll be, it, uh, He wants to do more on the red flag laws, too. I guess you missed that part. Okay. I'm, I mean, you got to take action, though. You, you couldn't even get dozens of police to storm a classroom. Uh, getting private citizens to take action seems to be impossible. Again, I go back to the uh, the bloody bag of cats. If that didn't get anybody in the town to take action, and I don't even know what action you could have taken, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if people don't want to get involved? What are you going to do if we don't have a system to put the crazy people away? Anything short of putting them away means they're on the outside and they're going to do something bad. 
Well, we had the 10-year-old kid in Florida who got turned in. We got the 16-year-old kid in Berkeley who got turned in. It does happen. Right. People do take action and but say, hey, you better do something about this kid. It, he may shoot up a school. In the, in the cases where the, the shooting happened, it's because uh, nobody was willing to do anything. And the signals were clear. Yeah, the Buffalo shooter was in a private chat room yeah. with people unveiling his plan, and yeah. nobody, I mean, 15 I mean, people, nobody, uh, nobody that, passed on the information. That is the huge change in the culture, is the, is the Internet, the chat rooms, the social media, uh, the availability of people being, well, people being able to connect with one another, all the evil people getting together and cheering on one another. Now, you know, somebody's, uh, Biden's got to give me the plan for that. How do you how do you how do you how do you stop all the eighteen year old psychotics from gathering in their little chat room, ex- exchanging uh, ex- exchanging support for one another's plan to shoot up the school? I, I, I don't know. You know, everybody sits there going to do something. It's like, all right, go ahead, do something, do something. When the moment comes, nobody wants to do anything. When the guy's waving the bloody bag of cats, nobody does anything. When you have the shooter inside a classroom and he's busy killing people, you can't even get the cops to do anything. Well, I think what you said 10 minutes ago proves that this is completely hopeless because what's happening now is everybody tunes out the other side. You see, you left the room. You weren't going to listen to him. No, I wouldn't listen to him if it was Trump then. And his followers have tuned out anything from the other no, side. No, it's it's not him. It's all the presidents. It could have been it could have been any 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 president. I don't I don't I don't listen to stale rhetoric from politicians. Period. I don't. Here is uh an excerpt from Biden's speech that includes the whisper. A few years ago, the family of the inventor of the AR fifteen said he would have been horrified to know that its design was being used to slaughter children and other innocent lives instead of being used as a military weapon on the battlefields, as it was designed. That's what it was dying for. Enough. Enough. Okay, tell it to the guy waving the bloody bag of cats. Don't tell me. I don't have one. I don't shoot guns. What are you, what are you whispering at me for? Why don't you go to the, to the family of the bloody, uh, the bloody bag of cats? Go talk to that family. Go enough to them. Walk up to their door. Go to the mom, the crazy drug-addicted mom. Keep saying, enough. Go to the dad who, uh, you know, moved out of the house years ago. Enough. You have, a, you have a crazy guy acting out violently. He was threatening to rape girls in the neighborhood. All right? Enough. Enough. What's wrong with you? What's right, wrong coming with up you? Next. Who cares about the, the family of the inventor of the AR-15? Enough. Oh, that's really cool and dramatic. Nobody does the work in their town with the crazy psychos who do these these shootings. Nobody does that work. It'll be an hour of DAs coming up. We'll start with the Sacramento County DA, Anne-Marie Schubert, who's running for attorney general. Also be joined later in the hour by Todd Spitzer, the Orange County District Attorney, had this AB 109 Crime Impact Task Force, which came out with a big report over how many people were arrested. AB 109, of course, we call the Prisoner Dumping Bill from 2011, the work of Jerry Brown. All coming up. John and Ken Show and Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. 
And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-back IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.